Welcome once again to those of you, the lucky few, digging it live here at Meltdown Comics in Hollywood. To those listening around the world, the beautiful planet Earth, Harmontown is now in session. Please welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thank you. This is buttoning my uh, sweatshirt in front of my gut is pretty. Is that's it's fooling everybody, right? It's slimming. If you cover something, you you don't know it's there. Um, <clears throat> Are you saying you've put on a couple? Oh d- uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of lot of lot of stress at work and a lot of seeking comfort. Uh, you're on a diet and it's just like. That's its own thing. It's discipline. And then any excuse at work, you just go, well, if I'm staying here all night, then I'm going to eat chicken and waffles because I deserve that and all that stuff. I, well, talked, to, I talked to Dino, and he said that, cause, you know, Dino Stamatopoulos, a friend and writer on your show, he said that you guys are ordering lots of gourmet food like every day. We try. You know, <laughs> Sony doesn't pay for coffee, but they still pay for meals. So we, 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 we really try to shiv them. <laughs> What was the, what's the average? Hey, what blow, puffer fish again or whatever? <laughs> you having you having fugu? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, and every Friday is Wings Friday. I get hot wings for everybody. That that's actually out of pocket. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> what a great opening to the show. We're just <laughs> talking about being fat and eating. Um, I, there's some uh, corrections in order. Uh, somebody tweeted me to let us know that the internet was developed for uh, scientific purposes, not military. So I guess that's the one thing we got wrong last week. <laughs> the only thing we've ever gotten yeah, wrong. In uh, for all of you history buffs using our show as some kind of archive or <laughs> you aliens digging this up and, and, and putting it into your factoids about Earth. Uh, yeah, we don't know what we're doing here. We just... We're just drop into a pool and we reach for a laugh. Um, what's the difference between scientific pursuits and military? I don't, I don't even know. Don't, don't military people constantly think that they're being scientific? I feel like uh, anytime anything beautiful is developed or invented, the military finds an awesome way to turn that in the way to kill people. And yet not the internet. They couldn't figure it out. Isn't that great? They, tr- they, they, they can kill you with the internet. Well, now they can use it to enslave you. Yeah. But it's kind of beautiful that they didn't like see it coming and figure out a way to roll it out in a way that would, you know, we enslaved ourselves with the internet. We didn't. We, nobody, nobody, nobody pulled a sheet off of it and said, "Here's how it works," and this is the only way you can use it. You have to have a six on your forehead in order to log into this level, and you have orange clearance here. Like it just kind of evolved organically, and we found out something from the internet, which is that we all like we we, we want to be idiots. We don't we don't we don't we don't we don't want to like like topple the power structures we we like we like twinkies we like yeah. we like youtube yeah it's it's, it's, it's willful surrender to a uh, to control like, yeah. the, the book we by zami Atten, like was like the, the first uh people people read that before yeah, yeah like it's uh it's like proto sci-fi 
It's only book written in the future, and people very willfully submit to control. Yeah. Well, it makes. I mean, when you have a society that's high on the hog, you get it's the it's that whole bread and circuses thing, right? That's what that's where the Colosseum comes from. Like you know, you go like, you just just give us entertainment in exchange for all this power and wealth that we all have. Like if you're like America, we're 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 very self loathing lately about our economy, but we still are not eating our own feet. Like, like, there's still more food in the garbage than there is uh, available. And, and, you know, we need a lot of entertainment and stuff, a lot of distraction. This show's kicked off on a very, uh, <laughs> a very cheery note. So yeah. I, I think it bodes well. Well, from the, further from the corrections department, when we brought up Glenn, who uh, brought the earth shine, he, yeah. he wrote us a very nice letter, gave us some more earth shine. I, I'm going to stay off. And of by it. earth shine, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's, it's high quality moonshine. Uh, right. I, I'm certain that we're all going to jail for, the, for some sort of federal crime. He typically uses it for his absinthe, but he, yeah, he, it's, it's like an, an ingredient of his absinthe, but or her absinthe. That's what the correction is. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, what? Yeah. As I, we have a lot of transgender Harmontown fans. How uh, many? Three is a lot. <laughs> it's a very peculiar state to be in, transgender. So three is a three is a crowd. Is Glenn here? Uh, no, Glenn is not here. Glenn slash Jane, who he wanted to. He said, she said that uh, when when she came up. I know what it's like to be dead. Uh, that. Uh, I asked, uh, "What's your name?" And she blurted out, "Glenn." Force a habit. Wanted to send a letter of, or among other things, saying, like, by the way, so that people don't get confused on the internet, where he is very much out of the transgen uh, closet and things, as Jane, spelled G-A-N-N-E, rhymes with plain. That's, that's the thing that kills me, Jane. You're transgender, but not enough complexity for you. <laughs> Your name, your name is Jane, spelled G-A-N-N-E, just in case like anybody got through the transgender gauntlet uh, without being uh, uh, alarmed or confused. Did, did, did she or he? Uh, how do I address he or her? He or she? I think I mean the whole idea is that you yeah they identify as a female and so you the pronoun you use is she. Because Glenn could be a, a female name as well. Uh, I suppose anything could be, but but she has has assumed a new uh, angle of identity. I don't know. You can't even can't even. Ta- it's a new emergent thing. It's exciting. I'm actually very why flattered. Do our, why do our transgender fans come here in male attire? Like if, if they if well, I because it's not women. it's not they're not uh, transvestites. They are not uh, necessarily. I don't know anything about this. I don't either. And what's funny is that half of the people you brought Levi up, and he started talking about his his thing, and you could hear people in our LA audience going, like 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 he's being close-minded about describing himself as transgender because he said he wanted to he he is okay having a mustache because he doesn't have a uterus, and you could hear people going glass ceiling or whatever. You know, he said something. That didn't that, that wasn't the exact way that other people understand transgender to be uh, transgenderism. I don't even know what to call it, but I am very flattered that because uh, I don't think you could get more fringe uh, psychologically. Is that politically incorrect to say? I don't think you could be more complex on the inside of a human head uh, uh, compared to what's going on outside your body. In other words, you, uh, as far as uh, somebody that you would look at in line at the bank. Uh, and not be uh, uh, immediately presented with something that that, that registered with you. That, that, that you couldn't you couldn't have more noodles going on up there, uh, more 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 twists and turns, more more reasons to be distrustful of 
the people around you. More, more, more suspicion, more, more fear that somebody might, might bully you for answering questions about yourself or expressing yourself. And so I'm very, very flattered. I take that as a barometer of our, our good work here and my good uh, philosophy and religion and, and uh, that, 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 that any, any person in that uh, situation would come, would, would listen to our podcast and feel comforted and feel comfortable, like, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, expressing that, I think that's. I, 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 is, is anybody else here uh, a transgender that we don't know about? Have we, have we met all of them, or are there are more lur- lurking about? All right. Well, all right. I mean, I, I think they all are. They're just more afraid to say it. Yeah. There's a couple of trans Scientologists, people who <laughs> they identify as Scientologists, but they don't actually. They were. They they're not Scientologists. They want to be called Scientologists. Because they feel like a Scientologist, but they don't—they're not going to pay for uh, pay for that Wait, crap. So and, and, I, I'm not being like like flippant. You can identify as a woman, look like a man, not want to dress like a woman. Right. Just inside, you're a woman. Right. But dress like a guy. Right. And that's and then, and that, that's right. You don't, you yeah, is, is, that, is that is that someone not following through with it, or is that is that somebody saying no? I, I just am a woman, and I'll, I'll still dress like a guy named Tony. I think it's just breaking it up into different strata. Like you could you can stop there if you want. You know, that's that's a thing. And then there's people of that that are in that situation that therefore want to. Uh, I don't know. There's a different language for it. They take steps medically, hormones and stuff. Transition. The they uh, they transition. Okay. Our, our friend. Now, uh, I, I think I heard it said a long time ago that like that nobody. I mean, very, very few people are, are would be completely heterosexual if it was a sliding scale from zero to hundred or, or or like from from left to right. That people's sexuality tends to be somewhere like along a sliding scale. That nobody is completely masculine or completely feminine. Where do you feel you fall uh, on, on the scale, Dan? Uh, how, how close to totally masculine or or or, or toward the middle uh, into you know? To the nether regions. Yeah, you know, I think I think Mark Ruffalo is a real, real charming piece of. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't mind if he pulled up on his motorbike and showed me how to garden. <laughs> I could, I could surrender to. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 sexually speaking, sexually, I'm, I, 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 I've never even had. The time or energy to examine where in the spectrum between hetero and homo uh, I would fall uh, because it's is, there's too much going on in the hetero side with me and my various like kind of kinks and things like 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 I'm sort of caught between like hetero and like asexual like I feel like 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 some weird shit happened to me when I was a kid involving like maybe hanging out under the table while 70s pantyhose clad women uh, hung out and like I think there's some kind of like leg fetish thing that I almost feel is like like I really like fully clothed women and uh, it's 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 very very strange there are things that I that I consume as pornography that, let's that, say, that, that let, you let, would not consider pornography let, 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 let's just say for Thanksgiving I invite Mark Ruffalo over, and he and he was wearing like you know like nice trousers. Trousers. Oh, nice trousers. Yeah. And, and let's say that you dropped your your napkin under the table, uh-huh. and you saw that Mark Ruffalo was wearing like a. 
kind of a high heel, and he was <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I love, I like the the feminine leg. The, the have you shape seen? Of have it. you seen Mark Ruffalo? <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's if he could pass, you know, there's guys on YouTube that do that. Like they're you know, you cl- you're clicking around. You're like, here's here's what peels my banana like for <laughs> legs and tights, and you know, I'm there to do a little do a little shoe play. Across the leg, and you 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 find something, and it's like, oh wow, that's pretty good. And then the comic section is like, dude, guy, guy, dude. And you're like, what? Oh, oh god damn it. You got me, Michael. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, you have to look closely for that Adam's apple right on the back of the calf. I didn't know that. What is shoe play? Tell me more about Shoe play you. is uh, dangling, dipping, heel popping. What is it? Okay. Let, Those are the three subtypes okay. of shoe play. I'm glad you asked. D- Dan, would you please uh, uh, elucidate uh, what is the, d- the difference between dangling and dipping? Dangling and dipping. Dangling is a uh, leg crossed uh, shoe hanging off the toe, you know? Sexy secretary, librarian, or something like you know. And is the whole woman in frame, or just a leg? Uh, just the leg is fine. Fine with this this old timer. Wait, we we have a uh, wait, we, we, have, we, have, we have a colloquy here. Uh, yes. How many other people are into dangling and dippings? Uh, I dated a shoe fetishist. You dated a shoe fetishist? Yeah. Wow. And so did you dangle and dip and pop and the whole <laughs> sweep squab and the flip flap? <laughs> Dangling, dipping, shoot, heel popping. Okay, so what's dipping? What is dipping? Dipping is like uh, a shoe on the floor, as far as I understand it. Do you have have high heels on right now? Yeah. Can you dangle and dip for us up there? Let's walk up here to the stage. Well, it's an audio podcast. Uh, Yeah, but... I don't think she's going to be able to dip with those shoes. It would, it's just like imagine like a uh, a looser like a high heel yeah. shoe or a uh, or like a flat or something that had like easy like you can get your foot in and out of it. So yeah. dipping is like the woman is like in and out, you know, like kind of. Do you want a shoe? I, 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 I don't. It's an audio podcast, and also I'm getting weirdly like. Uh, uh, this is making me nervous. A woman, Lauren, right? Well, Lauren from the front row came up and offered to dip and dangle and dingle and scrape scrub. <laughs> a woman from the second row just offered up a shoe. I just, I just pr- produced a high heel. Yeah, we're getting we're getting we're getting to the city limits right. of where Aaron's get, get, not going to be very happy listening. Get, get the to shoe up here. <laughs> Fuck it, let's do this. <laughs> I I, I want to know about dangles and dips and 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 and, uh, and scoops and squeebs and the whole thing. What's your name, madam? Annie. Well, this is a weird choice for a podcast to make. I'm just I'm worried as a producer. Like, what are we? What are, what are people listening to? We're bringing women up on stage, and we're, and we're, we're and also just so Aaron knows, I'm not like Howard Sterning or anything. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even going to look or anything. Like Aaron, if you're listening, like I'm not. This is not like I'm not. I don't, I'm not being like Aaron, Andy if Kaufman wrestling it, with women. Or Aaron, something. if you're listening, Dan has his pants down already. <laughs> This is very, that's very important to me. I wouldn't. I wouldn't tolerate the equivalent with uh, Aaron. You know. I yeah, yeah. I, I was. You. I was a little upset when she was fucking around with that cat shirt guy. Wait a minute, the cat shirt guy. Okay, fuck it. He was no, no, no. Uh, anyways, okay, okay. W- what's your name, ma'am? Annie. Annie. 
Annie's Annie's dangling. Okay, right so now. so I, 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 she was dangling from her toe. That's a this dangle. Very difficult to do, actually. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now now give us some dipping, Annie. Okay. So what's what's you have to, dipping? Dipping is you have to stand up yeah, and then then you're say you're oh, pretend you're uh, yeah. checking somebody into a hotel and you're working the computer and you're kind of <laughs> ab- absent-mindedly <laughs> like yeah that's dipping. All right. Although, although now I'm wondering what what heel popping actually is because that that involves. I thought, heel, I thought this was heel popping, where it's like where you've got the. No, the that's like, no, that's Nancy Drew. Heel uh, pops out of it. Oh I can't do it in these shoes. Than, then how is that different? Than, I'm so confused. But it's where your heel sort of pops out. Okay. <laughs> somehow, somehow I'm still not turned on. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, be, not because you're not beautiful and, not, and sexy. No, I don't sexy know women. why this isn't doing anything for you. Yeah, I, 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 I've never got the feet thing. I mean, I, I like feet. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not averse to feet. I've, I've never, I've never seen the allure of. Oh, uh, I know what heel popping is. I just realized okay. it's <laughs> heel popping is the precursor to a dangle because you can't you can't dangle unless you unless you pop the heel. But the, so heel popping enthusiasts just want to see that popping of the heel over and over again. I just want to see this moment. Yeah, that moment. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. back on and off and but on. It, but as far as I've been told, once you pop, you, you can't, can't stop. <laughs> All right, come on, let's let's thank these ladies. All right, sit the fuck down. All right, thank you very much. Our poor listeners, they're like, do you, you want to welcome us into this world? What are you doing? You got, you got people up on stage sh- showing us shoe things? Our job is not to care about the listeners. It's our, our job to reward the live audience, Dan. All right. Here, start the laser show. <laughs> Whoa, too soon. Oh, interesting take on the Jimmy Kimmel situation, visually. Huh, I never thought about that. Laid out in that diagram. Oh, 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 that brings it all together. Well, good night, folks. Dan, for the listener, uh, describe the Jimmy Kimmel situation for me. <laughs> well, you don't. You probably, you're asking as a joke because you think I improvised the words Jimmy Kimmel situation, but there is one. Oh, there what, was one. I don't know. I, I, I don't. What, what's Jimmy? I feel. I feel like I'm part of the problem saying there was one. I, I, there was just a, the you know the tabloid streak. The, the, Jimmy Kimmel did a segment that was sort of like kids say the darndest things. He was having kids talk about a. Uh, 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 how to handle the various world crises, one of them being uh, America's trillion dollar debt to Japan, or to, to China. Uh, and uh, uh, one of the kids kind of half threw a chuckle and like a little kid flustery thing said like, I don't know, maybe we should kill all the people in China. And uh, and, and Jimmy was like, ah, that's an interesting answer. I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> Flash cut, cut to headlines saying like, uh, uh, you know, White House apologizes to China for the you know genocide no. jokes on the thing and Asian Americans in comment section saying oh that's a funny joke how about this one let's kill all the Jews uh, not uh, just I don't I, no comment on any of this I, I'm out uh, all, all I can say is I don't I don't care what you find funny I don't care what any of us think are funny I don't care about the empirical definitions of humor but I just got one question are we going to be fucking coneheads what do we, what is what are we going to do? What is, what is this world going to look like in 2070? Do we really think we're going to achieve some world where, where everyone just kind of quietly glides around and someone like emits a proton and it's the equivalent of a fart? And everyone like titters. And you, uh, do you really think that once a noose starts tightening, it, it ever gets loose?
linguistically, verbally, socially? Do you really, have you ever experienced anything that indicated to you that once people started introducing the concept of limitation, anything ever got more liberated? I know we all think that we are advanced because they didn't have the Seinfeld masturbation episode in Victorian England, but uh, I, there's another way of looking at this, that we are, we are, we are becoming insects. Like we are, we are envying everything that ants have and, and not embracing anything that primates have. And we are, we are just looking so forward to the day when we are, have a hive mind and we just barf trophallaxis into each other's mouths and, and that you can tell from the chemical where you've been and where you're going. And, and, and we, just, we just love it. We can't wait. We're just sanding down the little bumps and edges. Like we're just taking so much glee in it, too. That's the weird thing. Like there's a primatological glee in the taking a gazelle femur and smashing a racist joke's head. That's a racist joke. I'm a racist. <laughs> um, and it's like you, you're, you're emitting a pheromone. You're, you're getting flushed and excited. And it's like, 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 like by bashing the world around you, trying to round up all the little, all the little, little anomalies and, and, and get all the air bubbles out of the waterbed mattress. This, this finish line that you think you're headed towards, I, I, I feel like I can see it. At, at forty, I, I feel like I know it's not. It's not going to be that fun. Yeah, we're we're very willfully and kind of gleefully sacrificing uh, liberty for security. We're not getting any smarter. That's the thing. Like, like none, none of these people that are learning how to be offended know where Guatemala well, is on a map. But the thing is, so, someone's going to say, someone's going to go online after the show uh, when they when they hear this and go on uh, a forum and say, "We are getting smarter, man. We're, uh, the life is evolution, Jack, and everything's getting better." Like I, I was, I was saying that the the, uh, the, the English language, and I, I would say all languages are probably degrading because we're all like truncating language. And people say, "No, it's not. Language is always evolving." I fucking disagree with that. I think that language. The English language is a huge language, and we don't use any of the words. We, we use, instead of having one, uh, five words that mean one thing, we now use one word to mean 11 things. That's not the growth of the language. That's, that, that, that is the shrinking of the language. And if anyone wants to go online with me and have a conversation about that, I'd love to. I don't think that we're evolving at all with technology. And, and it's not just me being grumpy old man. I really do think that the language dies every time people say, oh, uh, he, what's, what's the fucking word that people use? Uh, awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. <laughs> Amazeballs. Amazeballs. I mean, no, I will stand by Amazeballs because that's, Amazeballs is Amazeballs. a new way to say it. <laughs> I, there's, there's something like 180 synonyms for the word nice and we use nice for 180 of them uh, because we don't know all the fucking words anymore. Um, uh, oh, it was a, uh, he, he was a, uh, What's the not taciturn? What's the fucking word? Reticent. Reticent. Yeah, uh, I, I was uh, I was reticent to do that. No, you were reluctant to do that. Reticent doesn't mean reluctant. Now it does. We've made reticent mean reluctant because we've misused it for so long that the dictionaries have just said fuck it. Now it means now it means reluctant. <laughs> and wait, wait, that's not wait, the growth of a language. That's a language dying a little bit because reticent is a better word uh, uh, than like we we don't need two words to say reluctant. I love this great show. We went from Uncle Creepy's foot fetish corner to to, to Grandpa Grumpy's uh, vocabulary police. Fucking uh, uh, like, like also the dictionary in your iPhone sucks. Don't use that dictionary. Have a fucking real Merriam-Webster giant OED like have a big motherfucking dictionary with you at all times and use it. 
Um, the, the, uh, the iPhone dictionary is as good as uh, fucking Google Weather. Uh, Google Weather says it's 73, and it's fucking 45 now. It's like, like they don't know. Don't, don't trust your iPhone for fuck. Although, today, I was experimenting with Siri, and she's quite funny if you, if you say dirty things. Oh, yeah. You can, you, you can have a good time in bed uh, just hanging out. Aaron, Aaron and I, were, Aaron and I we, we, we talk to Siri and get Siri to talk to the other Siri. You know, like, I'll, like I'll say to Siri, like, why don't you go fuck yourself? And then, and then she'll turn on her Siri, and then Siri's response, which will be like something like, like, oh, I think you should watch your language. And then Siri will say to Siri, I'm sorry, would you like me to look that up on the internet? <laughs> How do you like it, bitch? I'd blush if I could. Um, I, I turned mine on in uh, Italian. Have you, have you tried the Italian lady? No. Talk to her. <laughs> There, there's my fetish. Um, Siri, uh, dove il ristorante? It's fucking good. It's very sexy. This episode of Harmontown is brought to you by Fulton and Rourke. Jeff, you're sick of uh, spilling all your colognes all over the place. You hate liquid colognes, is that correct? It's my nemesis. It's, I, it's, it's the thing that gives me nightmare dreams all night long. I can't remember how many times I've walked in on you just, just covered in sticky, wet cologne. I have traveled and broken a bottle of the cologne that I wear, and then my luggage smells like a French whorehouse for the rest of time. Yeah. But Fulton & Rourke is a men's fragrance and grooming company that specializes in solid colognes, shave, and shower products, all designed to make getting ready easier and more enjoyable. Now, when you say solid colognes, do you mean like solid in the jazz sense? Like, wow, that, would, that jazz solo was solid. You know, I do mean that, but I also mean physically solid as well. Oh, like a little... Like you're talking about a wax-based cologne that travels in a little small package that I, I can't spill all over my luggage and smell like a Mexican tit house. So these are travel-friendly, wax-based colognes that can go anywhere? Plus, there's nothing to break or spill, and of course, they all smell fantastic. Fantastic. Like a Mexican tit house. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's different levels of Mexican tit house. I mean, there's, there's, there's the high-quality ones, there's the ones that you wish you didn't go to. Right. Yeah. Tit house fantasticos. <laughs> Is one of their fragrances called Mexican tit house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> que fantastico. <laughs> Fulton and Rourke's bar soap is designed to exfoliate the skin with or without a washcloth. Also, you don't even have to touch it. It comes and does it in the night. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's literally unbelievable. Did you know, Spencer, that GQ magazine just named their shave cream the very best on the market today? Well, yeah, of course I knew that. Why would you, why would you ask? I mean, who am I asking? I mean, this guy, you go to his house... It's like an episode of Hoarders. So many back issues of GQ magazine there. Right. And I got to tell you, my house is made out of bricks of cologne. Wax-based cologne, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Try it yourself at FultonandRourke.com and save 15% off your purchase by using the code FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, at checkout. That's FERAL at checkout. Smell good for once, you fucking bums. Fulton and Rourke, get your smelling good. <laughs> Fulton and Rourke, time to get your stink on off <laughs> get your bad stink off and get your good stink on fulton and rourke not by menon <laughs> different corporation by fulton and rourke when it comes to your health brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day quip knows that they've combined dentistry and design to make a better electric toothbrush
Quip is the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes. One nice thing about Quip toothbrushes is that they vibrate you with cues uh, to uh, switch tooth sides. Like which side you're brushing? Yes. It also comes with a mount that suctions to your mirror. Yeah, and I've been using my Quip for a little bit, so I can testify to the fact that even though it doesn't sound like a suction sticky holder on your mirror would actually stay on your mirror, it, it does. Millennials have def- descended on your least likable activity. <laughs> the kids are calling it Quip. <laughs> Millennials are calling it Brush toothing. And Time Magazine. Gen Xers think it's anything but. And Time Magazine is calling it one of the best inventions of the year. Just think about that. Quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. Here's the, here's the thing that you're getting with Quip that I noticed when I got my, my kit. It's like you got a little easy-to-read booklet there. It's kind of indoctrinating you into a toothbrushing uh, regimen. That, that it's, it's, it's like if you're into self-care this year, and you should be because the world's dying, um, <laughs> the, 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 it's, it's kind of cool to be in the hands of a, a bunch of people that have studied toothbrushing to the point where, okay, they're going to send you a new toothbrush head the minute – it's yours is going to be worn out uh, a new battery the minute this thing stops vibrating like you kind of it's it's a subscription to dental security quip starts at just $25 and if you go to getquip.com/harmontown right now you'll get your first refill pack for free with a quip electric toothbrush that's your first refill pack free at getquip.com/harmontown spell it spell it you guys g e t q u i p.com/harmontown um, all right, we have a we have a guest here. Did you know that Feral Audio is a whole network, Jeff? You gotta be shitting yeah. me! Yeah, I thought we were the only thing on Feral Audio. No, 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 we're part of a fucking union of of brothers and sisters. Well, that sounds like bullshit. Who represent the the cutting edge of of unpaid uh, uh, com- com- comedy types. Uh, and uh, here's another member of our family, uh, Mr. Brody Stevens. Yeah. You know, thank you for having me here, Dan and Jeffrey. It, I am wearing a hat. I just flew in from Toronto, and I was able to wear kind of a knit cap thing. It was cold there. Yeah. So I was bringing the energy of Toronto with me here to Meltdown. What's the Toronto scene like? Is it like a Seattle in the north? <sighs> you know, you would think so. From the I, hat. I mean, well, there you go. Well, it was cold. I mean, it, it's, I mean, I would say it's like more. I mean, it's like Buffalo. Obviously, it's it's near. It's near. They they share the the Niagara Falls. I learned about that. I've been to Vancouver, but I've been to Toronto a couple times. It's like America, you know. I I was doing shows last night, and I think they are. It's just a little. It's a little different up there, you know. It's like it is America, but it's not. 
right there. I, li- I like ca- Canadian comedy audiences. I think Canadians have an awesome sense of humor. I, th- I think they're quite game, especially the. Uh, you, yeah, I'm not ripping Canada. No, you know, Brody, you were fucking shitting all over Canada. We, let's be honest about no. Okay. No, I'll give you like last night. I was doing a show in a, in, a, in a club, an underground pot club. What? There's it's a comedy club. There's like six clubs up yeah. there where you. It's like they smoke pot. They do shows. Underground meaning not legitimate, like 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 secret speaking. Kinda, yeah. But the cops like let it go. But they have a big comedy scene up there for that in Toronto. So. I was doing a show last night, and they're smoking pot in there. And I've done shows where they smoke pot at the Ice House. I've been there, and uh, <laughs> a pod. I know we're at podcast live audience. I'm going to focus more on the podcast. Oh, good. That's my thing. Well, I think they were left out of the foot fetish stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a foot fetish. I mean, I one time I I have, I did want I did something with a, sh- a sock. I think one time a girl sock. I don't know the, the foot the, on the tree on the tree of uh, foot fetishes. Like I because I because I'm a heavy duty leg man and kind of and, and, and like too. A, a nylon too. guy and because the leg terminates at this beautiful part of the the equally feminine part of the feminine you leg. Love, you love legs and you love. Ter- terminus. <laughs> you, you, but there's a uh, there, then there's a branch of the whole like the foot when you say foot fetish it gets into like I want I want someone to walk in chocolate and then walk on my face and 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 masturbate me with their toes and 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 I want to eat the toes when you put the other toe in the butt and stuff and I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not that focused on the foot uh, it's just like the foot is a beautiful little period on the sentence that is a, a woman's leg I yeah I got called out for looking at a, at a girl's foot in ninth grade. I remember it vividly. I grew up here in the Valley, San Fernando Valley, and she was like, uh, you know, an 80s, I'm not going to say like a stoner's chick, but she smoked cigarettes. And I remember I was like looking at her feet. She was why are you looking at my feet? And I was just like, just into it. I was really, uh, I don't think I need the dipped in chocolate. I like looking at them. I would do what you said with the feet on the penis. I'm okay with that. When I was in, when I was in high school, like late high school and early college, my friend Chris, he would have these parties, and his father was a sheriff. Uh, and they were awesome because they would, we went into the, the, the parents' room one time, and there was tons of bondage gear. Like lots of fucking chains and whips and, 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 and strap-ons and all kinds of good, like, like get-it-on kind of shit. Between, between, you know, like late 40s husband and wife. They didn't care that we would have these parties and everybody would get naked in their jacuzzi and everybody would suck each other's toes. Call it, uh, sh- shrimp jobs? Shrimping? Shrimp, shrimp, shrimp jobs. We, we called it shrimp jobs. Which m- made the unsexy even less sexy. But we would, we would all suck each other's toes, and it was good fun. It, because in the, in the, in, in the jacuzzi, all, like, you're, all, you're all boiled up. You know, you're all... You yeah. know, like, like, all, the, uh, all the pathogens have been if cooked you're, off. If you're, if you're going to suck a toe, you should... Uh, the, uh, yeah, uh, that would uh, be the spot to yeah, do it. A pool of hot water would be uh, a good place to get started, I think. Where, where does... Like, what, when you're looking at feet on, on the internet, like, what is the... What, oh, what, going what, what's far. going on through your mind? Like, like what's, the, what's the fantasy that's happening? I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm looking and I, and I just like, I don't, it doesn't go beyond that. A fetish is like, it's like the object itself is like this thing that's more important than anything. And it's a, it's a really interesting question because I think, and I think that's part of what makes me, you know, 
potentially asexual sometimes and my behavior like if i if i'm if i'm working and i'm too busy and then i'm so i'm like okay i'm going to gratify myself because you know uh well uh, a, a nice excuse is uh, hey who wants to get uh, uh prostate cancer you got to come uh constantly right that's true uh so like I'll, I'll, is that like, true yeah, or they got Ernest Borgnine. He's there. I, I think he recently passed, maybe, but he was like 95. He was on Conan. He said he uh, masturbated like all the time, every day, and that's what led him to be happy and live that long. You guys remember that yeah. a couple years ago? Thank you, thank you, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Well, we're all we're all gonna live forever then. Last night in Toronto, they wouldn't have agreed. They would have just left me out there hanging. Uh, the Canadian audiences are, are a little more laid back. Yeah, they're, they're not responsive. They're, well, they're, they were also super high. It was an apocalypse. <laughs> Also, Toronto, they have the street meat. They have those fucking uh, those carts with the with the hot dogs and stuff, and it's quite good. Oh yeah, I, I had shawarma last night, and I love Zanku. It's right up the street. I go there all the time. I'm a proud member of the Zanku army. But <laughs> I went to a place. Uh, I mean, it, it said it was uh, falafel king. It looked like a chain thing, but it wasn't. And I went in there, and they're just very nice. And I had a uh, chicken uh, tiki marsala or something like that. <laughs> It was a, it was good. It was, I said I didn't. It was better than Zanku, and uh, I hate You're to welcome. say that. So Toronto is multicultural. It's great. People get along. I grew up here in Los Angeles. People don't get along. I lived in New York. People actually get along in New York. You have to. You're to, you're together. I grew up here. Valley busing. I've been all around. And you were talking about, you know, asexuality and things of like that. And if you do listen to my podcast, uh, maybe nine months ago, uh, I, uh, I I did come out on my, my podcast. I am uh, I'm 10% gay. Um, <laughs> and and uh, thank 15%. you. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I went to Bangkok and I pushed it to the limit. You were talking about strap-ons and Adam's apples. I got pulled into the night of Bangkok and... I went there. You went, Well, let's be more specific, Brody. I, I can't be too... Well, you know what? I think the more I talk about it, the more comfortable I'll get with it, and I can really chisel down that story for my, my uh, one lady boy... I mean, my one-man show. Um, <laughs> Wait, did you, you had a lady boy encounter in, in uh, Bangkok? I, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to own up to it. Yes. Good for you. Three right. people applauding me. Everyone else, gay bash. 10% gay bashing. But I only call the Bangkok experience because we all go there. If you ask, that is almost accepted over there. So I count that. It's like a 4%. Now, did you go out, did you go out in search of the ladyboy experience? Or did, did, did the ladyboy find you by accident? Was well, it, was it? No, well, you go, you hang out. Uh, I was over there working on a project. And you hang out and you go. It's very... You know, it's just it's a uh, it's a nice culture. They're very outgoing, massage and haircut late at night, all that stuff. Like, it's a good vibe. So you go to these clubs. I could go for a late night haircut, and then a then a hand job from a from from, from a guy named Kim. No. Oh, it's funny. You know, funny. You should. I'll I'll tell you about that off camera. Uh, it's funny. You should say Kim, but I'll I'll get back. Why to is that? Well, I uh, it, it's uh, it's a code word for something that I no. It's, uh, I'll tell you off camera, off mic. Look, but, if you're coming on to me, just fucking get it out. 
No, I'm not. No, I'm not gay like that. See, see, it's not that way. They're talking about. Do I see a guy like whoever you're talking about? Like, oh, he's got great legs and great chest, and I want to. I want to kiss his. Uh, his thick, uh, his beard. No, I'm not into that. All right? So that's not what a lady boy is. Thank you. Because they take hormones. Now. So I went over there to see, all right? And I, and I, I walk around. I see my mannerisms. You know, I got picked on a lot because I was a nice guy. Like, I'm a happy guy. And kids are cruel. And I grew up here in the Valley, a Jewish kid. I should have been sheltered you, you sound by like, Hebrew school. You sound like you're, you're from Chicago. How'd you get that? Well, I was in Toronto over the weekend. I think that Chicago... I think the Chicago jet stream... You don't don't sound like you were raised in California. I know. I've heard that a lot. I grew up in the Valley. I think because I'm kind of nasally, I always would get New York. New York City. I lived in Brooklyn for three years. Williamsburg, L train before it got hip. I was there. Uh, Three years in Seattle. Okay, sorry, Jeff. So so you're you're fucking this lady boy. Well, you know what... I'll tell you what, if I did that, that ain't so bad. That ain't so bad. I watch Locked Up Raw. It ain't that bad. Nobody in Harmontown is, is going to judge you. Yeah. Well, I feel like first three of no, are with no, me. No, no, no. But you know how hard that is? I mean, it, it's, I'm okay with it. And then I'll tell you what, I came back to the mainland. And I went a little further just to see. Just to see that line and maybe go over it. What would, what, what did that entail? Uh, there was a hotel in Hollywood and um, freaks you out, doesn't it, people? No, freaks you out. Brody, nobody. This is why. This is why people stay in the closet. Brody, I'm only. I'm ten percent gay. Brody, and it's scary. Brody, you're fifty percent gay. No, I'm not, Jeff. How dare you, Brody? These, this audience is so, is, so, is so accustomed to hearing so much worse and so much more bizarre. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know, I'm, I play baseball. I just feel like it's, it's going to okay come back to be gay. It's me. okay to be gay, Brody. I'm, I'm saying it's okay, but I'm, I told you I'm not into hand-holding. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I am into, I'm into human love. That's good. So, What, what happened at the hotel? Uh, you know, well... Kim, excuse me, um, Kim, A.K. I can't give the name away, but you know what? I'll tell you what. The T.S. community. I'm I'm very active in the T.S. community. What's T.S.? Transsexual. Oh. Okay. And um, when you say act, when you say active in the community, what do you mean? I just like I just like saying that. Um, <laughs> Because you know what? It's very popular. If you were to go uh, back in the day, my friends ran uh, Taboo Video up in Seattle, which was the number one uh, grossing adult video store in Seattle. This is right before DVD started coming out. And the number one, and probably to this day, if you ask the guys who still make it, the number one, it's 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 TS stuff. It, that's the number one thing for whatever reason. I is that, got, does that mean like ch- chicks with dicks? Is that yeah? That's what it is because you see a you see a breast and you're into that and you're into this face and the hair. They look good. They're they're like there's no problems. And then you go, is it a girl? I don't know. I'm in Bangkok. Something got shaved down. Uh, is this you gotta like it's the 60s all over again just 
I, you got, I'm, it's rock and roll. I'm a comedian. I felt like I had to kind of do that to share that story with you as a, as a guy who wants to move on and don't we'll, don't we'll, bring us into it. It was oh, it was, yeah. It, oh, no, no. I mean, I get, it, no, it's like a, you, it, you're, you're following some sort of uh, like trail. Like, like you're, you're certainly going down some sort of road. I, I think that as you age and as you like as you progress, like your fetishes do kind of start meandering towards like like more specific things. Like, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, but today I was in Starbucks, I, I and I was sitting there, and I, I, I mean, I saw a girl, like, with a nice uh, butt, and I just wanted to put my face in it. And I confirmed to me right there, I'm not, who, what gay guy wants to put his face in a girl's butt? We did, I did. We, that just confirmed to me. There's my 90%. We, we didn't say that you were gay. Well, te- I am 10%. I, ha- I will stick with that I'm going to put it at 48 are you? I mean, forty-eight. Forty-eight. Is this a new segment? It's like, like, like guessing someone's weight. Like, you're gonna, are you gonna work at a carnival and just? D- Dan's, Dan's only at twenty-two. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, the, the percentage thing is is it raises interesting questions because how do you go? Because like, uh, it, it, it all has to do with the amount of repression in the in the society that you're in the context of. Because if you're in a society that, for instance, views sexual preference as a binary dichotomy, then that puts a lot of significance on whether and the difference between 49 and 50 percent, because that I w- I, I'm assuming just being sort of a computer programmer of old, like, 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 like there's a there, but but if you're living in a genuinely if you're living in an open field after some kind of nuclear holocaust and everyone's just running around in deerskin togas and uh, <laughs> and using bottle caps for money and and there's no more like like, you know, there's no more magazine covers or search billboards yeah. to to kind of drive home anything, then then the difference between twenty percent and thirty percent is what? I mean, we don't even. Yeah, I will definitely agree. Like, what in the world would be? What would be the meaning of one hundred percent heterosexual? I think so. Whatever that would manifest itself as would certainly appear. I would I would imagine to be less straight than what we consider straight. Well, we, we don't we don't want uh, nobody likes anybody that's that's overtly masculine or we don't like people that are overtly feminine we don't like a oh, she's like, like she's being such a like a girl right now or, or a guy who's being such a guy I'm a damn fucking dude chicken wings fucking yeah like we, we don't like that and we don't like oh my god go to the mall shopping we don't we don't like that either and so we also we don't like um, I mean oh, I'll say, oh, I won't say we I'll say I like when, when, you, when you meet a gay when you meet a gay guy, let's say, and he's really queenie, that wears you out pretty quickly. It's like it's like enough with the femininity thing. Like 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 temper that a little bit. Like the more towards the middle you get, the more complete of a person you you become. Sure. We, we we don't want to see a really butch lesbian. Yeah, going, the same oh, way I don't walk my dog. Like like like, 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 like how, how about be a woman too while you're being a man? Like 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 a, a little bit like toward lean towards the middle. And I would say towards all things. Like like see both sides of everything and like and and, and, and like kind of combine the the beauty that is masculinity and the beauty that is femininity. Well, that's what I'm saying. Look at the if you so. I, I think nature goes in bell curves. Like I, I, I think that's a. I mean, that's probably pinning things in too much too. But that's an easier way to understand things. That that uh, if you if a frog lays a thousand eggs, then you're gonna look at like there's a there's a there's a bulge in the center of the 
survival eggs, you know? And then there's fringe eggs that don't survive for one reason and fringe eggs that don't survive for another reason. Every, everything goes in a, bill, a bell curve. So, so I, I, IQs, there's a bunch, there's not a lot of incredibly stupid people. There's a bunch of people in the middle that are running everything. And, uh, and then there's not a lot of incredibly smart people who are, you know, all here tonight. Uh, uh, but sexually, so sexually, give yourselves a round of applause. If you think of sexuality smart. as a bell curve, then I would assume, like, I think what you're saying to, to that 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 a hundred percent straight means actually some kind of weird inside out weird thing where you're so straight you're not even human. Yeah, because because, because the bell curve would probably be well if I put my penis through a hole and I don't know what's sucking it and then later I find out it was my friend Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Uh, in other words, like two percent. <laughs> That's an ad. I, mean, I, 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 I imagine that those of us in the middle are people whose sexuality doesn't define us so much that it prevents us from doing other things. The same way that a uh, incredibly sober person whose sobriety defines every conversation they have is just as annoying as a fall down drunk who you can't you can't trust to. Yeah, and, and there's nothing more uh, fascist than a hippie. Like, like like a really hardcore hippie can be the most fascistic, most dogmatic asshole you'll ever talk. Talk to yeah. like 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 temper a little bit like like see both sides of it. It's hilarious. Like in NASCAR, the, the, uh, once in a while for breast cancer awareness, they'll paint one car pink, and there's people that are really bummed out about it. It's like a pink car, god no! Like 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 I, I'm not a man anymore. I'm like I can't look at a pink car go in a circle. Like it's like hey hey. Um, if, if you could like the color pink a little more, you'd fuck your wife a little better and fucking take it easy. I yeah. I wear polarized Ray-Bans. Every white car is pink. <laughs> You're back down to 10% again. There you go, back down. You did, are you sure you didn't wash your white car with a pink bicycle? A red, oh, shit, a red bicycle. God damn it, I fucked up. You guys are talking about... Uh, you were talking Feet? about some other... No, the language. <laughs> I'm with you on that, on language. I want to, I want to go on a whole thing on that. I mean, Jeff goes on these tears like uh, he's he's a real H.L. Mencken, like like really thinks that everyone should be you know going about talking like a steampunk person. Otherwise, that no. means should, that we're regressing. We should, I, but, we should use our gigantic. The English language is one of the most expansive vocabularies of all time. It's one of the biggest vocabularies yeah. ever made, and we don't fucking use it. Use I'd it. like to use it more. Huh? I'd like to use it more. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I will, but 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 I will. I, so so I think where I agree with Jeff is that is that there's a danger in uh, in in getting trained by media and uh, in each other that everything is either awesome or lame. If there's no more words for different kinds of awesome, like like yeah, you're getting trained to choose between Pepsi and Coke. You know, they're fooling you into not realizing that there's a difference between corn syrup and water. So linguistically, you, we need to think outside the box. But that is exactly why I bristle and freak out, get very uncomfortable when people campaign and parade and things in celebration of just scrubbing out those couple little words yeah. uh, you know, because it's like it doesn't it's you don't even see where that stops you just you, you think that you, you you when you when you don't make up words for a living like maybe it's harder to see how you can't just point at something across on the other side of the room and go i want that potted plant out of here now the apartment's going to be perfect it, it, it you know it's it, it, that's not how it works like you're you're free or you're not 
Uh, you, you, you come out of the womb with the freedom of speech. The Constitution gets drafted up by some lawyers and says, you have freedom of speech. Next thing that happens is, unless you say fire in a crowded theater, next thing that happens is, unless you say this thing and that thing, we can all agree that this would be a terrible thing to say. Yes, okay, all in favor of eliminating it. Uh, I, 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 this, 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 we've, we get, whatever, man. I, I, this is why, what a boring conversation. But, it's but, not boring. I'm right there with but, you, Dan. But it's, 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 it's the same thing. We're talking about the, a binary idea that there's, that there's good and there's bad. There's Pepsi, there's Coke, there's straight or there's gay. I don't right? like non-lateral thinking. Uh, but, but here's the thing. Yeah, I don't, I also don't like people that aren't verbal thinkers necessarily who think that they shouldn't speak because they don't have the same kind of word power. Uh, you know, I don't like those people feeling censored by smart people. I don't, I don't, I don't like people being bullied because they don't know how to use an apostrophe. I don't like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that someone who speaks great truths is necessarily going to be the most articulate person in the world. I think that the use of seven words, if there's only seven, can, there's, we can still create a revolution and, and, and you know, like you, we can, someone can use those seven words in an order that's going to make yeah, everybody the, the, flip over the, there's, there's a way to speak wrong so well that you're that you're amazing like Yogi Berra like like if you go online and look 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 look, look up Yogi Berra quotes uh, he, he malapropped all the time uh, and malapropisms was, was a Shakespeare character malaprop and, and he constantly said things wrong and it was using the language perfectly and you can't tell at some point did he did he say it wrong on purpose or by accident but because he said something really really funny really 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 good. I was going to tie this in. I, I played baseball at Arizona State, number one. Played there, started. What, what position? I was a pitcher. I, I, I can see you as a pitcher. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think, I, you I think you're 10% catcher. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Good night, everybody. No, come on. Come on. <laughs> We, we, we might have the name of our, of our episode, though. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't are we all 10% catcher in some way? <laughs> so I play... I, I, <laughs> so I think some of that comes from being in that jock world, not being in that uh, the artist world. I, I definitely have those jock energy and experiences and also my pre-comedy experiences to, you know, that really kind of like, I carry with me and not necessarily in a good way. And then sometimes I'll see myself on, like I'm working on a project also and I can go into like how we argue over words and argue over comedy. And then I think like, who are you? Where's your, where's your, you know, I don't want to go into like specifics here, but yeah, there's kind of debates and I feel like I don't, I don't get that freedom. That's one reason why I do podcasts because I get that freedom to talk and maybe it's because I'm Jewish or I'm neurotic or there's heart disease in my family. I got to get it out. And when I don't, and it really is hard when it's your living or your own production and it's your own, um, you know, uh, introduction to America and it's truly not you getting to do that. So I'm dealing with that and I think it's all a combination, a hybrid of everything you know, hopefully when I come out on the other side, I'll grow from it. But yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know you very well, but like from, from what little I know, like and just from hearing you tonight, like you are you're revealing stuff about yourself, but also you're hard on yourself about it. Yeah, a little so, too so, hard. Like it's almost like you're like and not to overstate it. Like it's almost like you're kind of gay bashing yourself about <laughs> a gay experience. Like you're 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 saying, hey, I did this thing. 
And I'm not proud of it. I don't, I'm like, but but you're, you're, you're well. I mean, growing up, I was called uh, oh, gay boy. You're, you're, I was a nice guy, a nice kid. You know, now being nice, I think in Hollywood or whatever we call this, has helped me because people want nice people around. You know, and hustling and hard work, which I got. You know, helped me in baseball. But I think growing up, maybe in the valley at the time, going to public, going to public schools. Getting bust out to South Central. Maybe it made me tougher. I don't know. And then playing baseball with, like, the, not necessarily hate, but a little bit of hazing and bullying. It was kind of, yeah, like, stuck with me. And then when I started doing comedy, like, uh, opened up a lot. But now when I see myself on TV sometimes, I can I kind of see, like, I would pick on myself. Yeah, and I don't know what that is. I don't know where that comes from. Well, that's just your own... Your own self-loathing, probably. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's probably something that, that that we we don't all see. That it's something that you yeah have trained yourself to. But I've learned as I, I've learned, you know, especially lately, like turn it into comedy, turn it into something, use it as a positive. And I get a lot of support from people. Again, I'm older, and you know, Twitter and the internet and all that stuff. Like it has helped me and doing the podcast. Yeah, it's just like there's the things like you, you seem know? like you seem like a very soft, like emotionally very soft guy. Sad but, guy. But, but you exude a very like your voice, your posture is very like loud and like like you you seem very sportsy and very like like macho and gruff but like the, you you can still like you can't totally hide the fact that there's a there's a a softness to you which is not gay it's just it's just being soft and uh you know but that's a negative that's kind of a negative term in sports if you're labeled as soft yeah but we're you know not what yeah, I mean? but, but we're not playing sports exactly we're not playing so sports. I'm okay with that and I yeah, yeah. I, I am getting I am getting used to that. It's just some, maybe it's some of those jock sensibilities in me, and the fact that I'm still around that world a little bit. I'm around Major League Baseball. You certainly, you certainly t- taken a major step by talking about your Lady Boy experience in Thailand. <laughs> like well, a- you know it is. I, I'm getting it out there, and it's also just other things. Talking about it, owning it, and you know, again, not being hard on myself, and then you know, be. I don't want to. You just keep doing it, and yeah. I, I think you just work through it. And the, the fans, and the, it's like th- I don't need therapy, to be honest with you. For me, and I do speak loud. I mean, I, I am, and that's one thing I do. Kind of like I do the sensitivity because I am a nice guy, and I'll put it out, and it's like, well, you're being loud. You're this, and it's like professionally, I have learned like how to do warm up, and I start off nice. Okay, we're gonna do this, and then I crank it. You know, I work at the midnight show with Chris Hardwick, kind of thing. Go in, nice. Yeah, but we don't don't want you to be quiet. We want we want you to be loud. You want it, yeah? yeah. Because there's an audience, and that's the that's the what I think about. It's like, all right, I'm doing a podcast. I've had some experiences when I've done video podcasts, and like I played completely to the camera, and then people in the podcast feel like, oh, it's too much. And now I'm doing a live show. I can play to the audience, and I feel like maybe the podcast. A lot of things going on, but you know what? I'm comfortable here with Dan, Jeff, Dustin, and the. Uh, what's the fear? Uh, okay. Uh, what's the fear, Brody? That like, like I'm sorry to cut you off. Like, that's okay. I, 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 I like. What, 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 like, right, and, uh, like, what would be the big? We talked about this, I think, last time. About, okay. About the way we're perceived, or a couple shows ago, about we we all exude something that we're, that we're not in control of. That like, Dan wants to be perceived as uh, as, as smart, and also people come to him. And want they, they want Dan to say that that he's smart. Like what, what's what's what do you want people to see you as, or what are you afraid that people see in you that you wish they didn't see? Um, weird. Weird how? 
just weird thinking about stuff that doesn't matter, you know, like, I mean, that's a whole other thing. I was well, asking, what's the fear of being perceived as weird? Like, cause I, I don't want to be. It's like, a, so it's like a Pandora's box. It's like you talk about it, you bring attention to it. It's like, you know, things that we notice. I'm sure, you know, you're an actor, you see yourself on TV. Like, some people can't watch themselves. Johnny Depp doesn't watch his movies. Jared Leto freaked out you know i know that's there you know that's normal but it feels like it's a it affects me a little bit more um but you're you're doing a comedy central show now right are you yeah i'm doing that and some of that is seeing myself on that my fear like that's all i was thinking about like my fear regarding that would be one weird so that's kind of don't want people to think you're weird i don't mind it but i don't want it to be a pandora's box of weirdness if we can turn it into a joke you mean mean they're going to find out you're weird in what way like what's what's uh like obsessive about my eyebrows weird about my hairline (laughs) my mannerisms do i think i'm gay why why do you even think you're you know that kind of stuff okay and and, and if you revealed all that if if you took off your hat and showed us your hair and your eyebrows i'm bold yeah i'm bold it doesn't bother me but i just felt cooler doing this today yeah and i was in toronto but like yeah so like but so i'm off it's off like, like, <laughs> i'm hiding behind some stuff the glasses yeah. kind of I mean, oh, believe me i hide behind a suit i hide behind a weird hairdo all the time like I, great I, hair well thank you but like but like it's all it's all an act it's all a- affectation Everything. i hide behind my aunt rachel's beautiful pantyhose clad legs <laughs> I just Dan. play with my matchbox cars, did, did you, rolling them gently up and down her calves. Is that where it comes from? I I, I feel like I feel did, like researching that stuff. That, that did she have red hair? I th- oh I don't know. I had an aunt that had red hair that married into the family, but I no I, I was into redhead since Nicole McHugh in kindergarten. Who, who's Nicole McHugh? <laughs> Who wasn't she? <laughs> Nicole McHugh is the first girl that I ever. Felt hormones generated in my body about like I, I it was kindergarten and the, the teachers would call your name and then she, every time the teacher would call my name she'd say Daniel Harmon uh, 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 Nicole McHugh would go <laughs> and then every time she'd say Nicole McHugh I'd go <laughs> and we never spoke we never spoke to each other, but, 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 but she was my first lover. Well, that, that's one of the most beautiful relationships I've ever heard of. And she had and she had copper red curly hair and uh, yeah and and but so did Batgirl. So I don't know where it came from, you know, like the because Batgirl was like a huge like a cork got popped there sexually. I would get I would get so excited the opening credits of Batman. My brother would be like, uh, you know, my brother loved Batman and we would play Batman together. Like uh, you know, we'd put ski caps and stuff on the on the uh, banister to the basement and pretend it was the bat pole and like get dressed up as bat you know like like get to the bottom of the stairs and go i heard the joker's broken out let's go get him um and we'd watch batman together and then like there was a title card in the batman title sequence because uh, I, I now now being a producer, I guess I, I know that like it must have meant that Von Craig was probably six of thirteen or something like like she was recurring but not regular. And so there was an opening title card that was either there or not there, and it wasn't a picture of Batgirl, but it was always there when she was going to be in the episode. It would say, and so and so is Batgirl, and I would I would my body would just twitch, uh, even though I was absolutely years and years away from generating any kind of fluid that would have anything to do with 
with that. I was just like transfixed, and I was so excited that Batgirl was going to be involved, and uh, that she would be flying around, whipping her red wig around, and kicking people, and uh, very often getting like uh, Batman a big. There was a lot of like a lot of nylon or spandex or whatever, and a lot of like bondage a lot of like which i'm not i'm not a bondage guy like but a lot of like uh, when i was a kid like uh it was a lot of like like i remember being a kid and like squeezing myself in between like couch cushions and getting really excited and thinking about batgirl <laughs> and then i saw temple grandin and she had the squeeze machine and i was wondering was, that, was it a sexual thing or was there like i don't know like 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 I just like, like like being I used to like get rolled up like a sausage in a blanket and so I couldn't move. And do, do you think your sexuality is a moving target, or do you think that you're slowly honing in on a fixed target that's always been there? Do, do you do you think it changes as you as you grow, or do you think it's something that you've it's always been there that you're just now getting better at finding? No, I don't think I'm good at finding it. I th- I, th- I, th- I have fetishes, and I think that are almost as the name would suggest, they're almost removed from proper sexuality. I think that I think that I fetishize things, and then it's like it removes me from sex. Like the my fetish for women's legs it, clad in a a uh, material that essentially removes the chaos from them, that turns them more into cartoons. Uh, you know, it's all about removal. And like like fully clothed women just hanging out, and like I, I'm just sitting there going, <laughs> and I gratify myself, and then I'm done. You know, I, I I did my little penis sneeze, and I go, you know, penis sneeze. No, it's, it's not it's no. not romantic, stop, but it's not sexual. Stop even. having penis sneeze. And then when you fall you fall in love with a woman, you know, and then you welcome her into your life, and you like 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 then the during the courtship phase, like. There's none of that going on, and the, because you love this person, and then your sex life is involved with theirs and the courting of them and stuff, and and then I go back to work, and then all of a sudden I'm like Gollum again, like like regarding this, you know, I'm just using like this fetish object to like get through the day, and and I so I, to answer your question, I don't I don't I don't I haven't been honing in on anything. I think there has always been like this sort of childish asexual impulse that's like unhealthy it's like an outcropping of sexuality could you just masturbate on your lunch break that would uh i often do my friend there you go <laughs> i mean I've, I've i've done it in some strange places i i do want to go back to this because you can see my little ocd working i just want to have closure on this one thing talking about the show i don't want to think too weird okay too weird that's the jock guy in me but weird is okay um the gay stuff where it goes, I can't be involved in baseball. It's a very jock world. Yeah. It's conservative. I've done a lot of stuff for baseball. It's in my heart. I would hate to be there and go, oh, there's the guy who goes to Bangkok. We can't have, I don't know. I, I have some like nightmare. Not a nightmare. It's just a weird thought. And the other thing is just like unfunny and not reflective of me. Those are my fears. Everything else I let go. Like I'll go on. I'll be on a, a Nick Kroll show, or I'll do Chelsea Lately, or I'll do, uh, you know, a sketch. It's like, go ahead and do it. But because my show is so, it's so personal, and we talk about ladyboy stuff. We talk about 10% gay stuff, and it's kind of not in my hands. When I do it here, or I do it on stage, or at the comedy store, or on a podcast, it's kind of funny. Yeah. And I know I've gotten traction on it based on Twitter or emails, but when you hand it over to somebody else to do it, and then you see what they do, it's like, 
uh, not your vision, and then you have to kind of give notes based on their vision, and then it's like uh, not it's like it's like a C plus. Right. You know what I mean? That's how I feel. Now I could be. You know, being too hard on myself again, thinking worst case scenario, but that's where I am, and that's why I'm carrying this stress. I, I, would, and I, I would probably guess yes. that, like, what's funny about you, what's like enjoyable, marketable, successful about you is the fact that we want to watch you go through that struggle. We want to watch a guy that 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 throws a, a, a like like a, 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 a like a, a wicked slider or a fucking a curveball and a fastball and a breaking ball and all this stuff and also goes to Bangkok and might have an encounter with a lady boy uh, and also we, we don't want you to be like totally okay with that we want you we, we, we want to yeah, watch you have to come home to your kitchenette and, yeah. uh, and say okay look here's what happened in Thailand alright now don't interrupt me uh, some stuff went down and I don't want you to judge me before I finish okay here's what happened and like yeah it's almost like that like a, a rebuttal that's what I would say like just like a, a walking break or whatever they do after the shows. I don't know. Like, just give me 30 minutes. It'll be closure. It's the little OCD. Well, the, the, uh, the, 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 the protagonist that you are is is, is the struggle. Like, uh, not to be a, like a, a pedant, and, uh, but like, like uh, Brothers Karamazov, there's two brothers. One's really idealistic. One's really realistic. Uh, the middle brother, uh, fuck, Dimitri, uh, uh, he's torn between those two things. It's the struggle between here's what I think I am, here's what I wish I were, here's what I know I am, uh, I, I, here's how I'm perceived, here's how I don't want to be perceived. We want to watch you fucking flip and flop like a fish out of water about being you, being, what, what are you, like 6'4"? How tall are you? 6'2", 211 pounds. I take psyllium husk every Okay, day. see, exactly, exactly. Look at that. There's, that, there's that part of you that is so, that is so macho, and then the other part, like, like, like keep keep struggling for our benefit. Keep. I'm okay with that. If it's talks like this, Jeff. It's like when I get that reassurance, like Brody, it's okay, it's all right. Because sometimes production wise, I don't want to complain. I was, uh, you know, I just need a little bit of hand holding sometimes, especially with the subject matter you're dealing with. The guy who is a little on the edge. So I went out on this tour. I was on this uh, comedy tour, and it's like. Sometimes I just felt like it's hard to communicate on your own personal project via Vimeo and email. <laughs> and, to, I mean, at least I felt like let's verbalize something. So it, it, it's tough. It's a struggle. I know that's how shows are done. Hopefully I'll get another chance. I just don't want to have a heart attack. I don't want to have a heart attack, and I don't want my... You know, Molotov cocktails through my phone through my one. The, the, the one thing that we don't want out of you, we don't we don't ever want you, Brody Stevens, or anybody here in Harmontown. The one the one like thing that we all like agree on is we don't any, anyone to have to change themselves for anybody else. But we, we we also want everybody to like become the best version of themselves. Just keep keep being uh, conflicted. Like that's that's really beautiful. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's how you grow, right? Yeah. All right, good. I, I'll right. take that, Jeff. Keep, <laughs> keep, keep your fists in the air and keep being soft and hard at the same time. It's you're you're a, you're a coin spinning on its edge. It's great. Okay, uh, I, I I like I could take that. It's a good it's a good metaphor. I'll keep doing. I'm learning to deal with it. Exercise, meditation, podcasting. I'm going to get through that. Brady Stevens, everybody. All right. Listen to Festival of Friends on Feral Friendship. You got it, Brody Stevens. Thanks, Festival Dad. Thanks, Jeff. That's all good. You uh, you dismissed Brody right at 9 <laughs> <laughs> One tragedy 
Dude, there's no such thing as accidents, man. Uh, well, uh, it's the it's the it's the second worst thing that ever happened to this country. You, uh, Brody Brody leaving the stage at 9/11. Wait, should, should we should, should we have kept him up? Should he just stay here? Should we should we, bring, should we keep him out here? Or no, no. I wanted to because uh, I offered him in the green room. I was like, well, your options are you can come up later and then you can play D and D with us because Aaron's not here tonight. But uh, uh, no, he wanted to actually. I I think I brought him up too late and kept him here too long. But uh, let's get Kumail out here because he has. Fuck yeah. Uh, Jesus. Hey. Hello, stranger. Yes. Kamel Nanjiani. It's been a while. It's been... Feels like it's been a long time. I miss you so much. I miss coming here a lot. I, I really get bummed out every Sunday. But you're, you're on stage every goddamn night of the week. Like every time I look, I open up the Instagrams or the Facebooks. Like you're, you're doing something. No, actually, I haven't been performing on stage that much. Uh, I really haven't. I was last night. I was in New York and I performed there, but I really haven't been. I haven't really been. So you, you, you have other friends you like better than us in New York? Is that, is that what's going on? Oh no, I just had a show. No, I, I started the shooting. The HBO show, so it's, I've had like 6 a.m. calls and stuff on Monday, so I go to bed at 8 p.m. I'm like, my schedule's all fucked. But all you, right. you, you've been working like a dog. You, you've, yeah. You're, you're all over the televisions. Trying to be. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, th- I think the world needs a little, a little more Kumail Nanjiani. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. What percent am I gay? <laughs> I'm 10% gay for you, I'll tell you that. Right <laughs> now. How, I'm 100% gay for you. <laughs> that makes you a regular person. <laughs> All right, wait, before we, get, before we focus on Kumail, I want to get Kumail's I, just response to this. <clears throat> I got this email. Not because it involves you, but I just... Oh, sure, yeah. I wanted you to be here for this. Great. <laughs> and Jeff and, and Harmontown. This is, uh, you know, I'm 40 years old and I, uh, I came out to Los Angeles and I wanted to maybe write some TV and some movies and things. Yeah. Maybe meet a nice girl, maybe get married, move into a big house, have a little golden doodle. I'm achieving a lot of my dreams step by step. But there is one dream I didn't even know. Okay, I know what this is about. I really had <laughs> until this email came in. <clears throat> God, I can't. Ju- I just. This is from Carl Nole Jr., eleventh uh, generation distiller from the Nole Distillery. <clears throat> On behalf of Kettle One, <laughs> this is already already the best email you've ever gotten. We would like to invite you to become part of the Kettle One Alliance. What the fuck? What? <laughs> An exclusive, invite-only <laughs> VIP program. As one of the select few members, you will receive monthly Kettle One shipments, a dedicated concierge service, <laughs> and personal access to Kettle One experiences and opportunities. <laughs> Pretty much every a kind of experience and opportunity there is to be had. And, and by the and, way, and, and all expense paid funeral. <laughs> you know what's crazy? You say the guy's name. His signature is on it's this on fucking the bottle. bottle. N word. All right, no lay. 
Right here. Kettle One prides itself on being an ultra-premium vodka that aligns with authentic, influential leaders like yourself. We hope you enjoy the handcrafted bottle of Kettle One and Clothes and look forward to welcoming you as part of the family. We are excited about the opportunity for you to represent the Kettle One Alliance. Just Alliance! Alliance! Oh. It's in the way that you use it. You're like the in the Avengers of booze. Yeah. Yeah, that's Sam Jackson, like, yelling at me. Exactly. Oh, you think you drink Kettle One, motherfucker? Yeah. Exactly. Get ready to drink more. For the planet. That segment brought to you by Fernet Branca. <laughs> Fernet Branca. The king of Italian Amari. All right, that's, so, anyways, another that's thing. That's fucking... It's not surprising that it happened. It's surprising that it took this long. <laughs> I think you should have gotten this email a, a years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, I, think, I think they go by liquid volume. I think they're, they're like, holy shit, this guy has put us on the map. Did I tell you? But not, not because he created community, because he's had so much to drink. My, my, my manager had a, had, had a client uh, whose name escaped me for a moment, but she played Lisa, uh, a character on Chicago Hope called Lisa Katerra. And uh, my manager called up uh, Cadillac, and they have a car called the Cadillac Katerra. And she said, my, my client plays Lisa Katerra. Lisa Katerra. And the, the, the oh, so it's like subliminal marketing. Well, well, they, actually, I, I think the guy, yeah. the, the guy that wrote the show might have picked that name yeah. because of that. And oh, so, oh and, Jesus. They also had a character called Buy a Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. uh, so, so she called up uh, Cadillac and said, can you just give her a car? Like, well, will she drive it in the show? And she's like, I can't guarantee that, but she'll talk about it on Len- Leno and Conan and shit. <laughs> and so she did, and they gave her a goddamn car. And I was like, I, so I, 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 I was on a show. I'm like, can, can I change my character's name to Port? 9/11. Yeah, 9/11 is not a good association. This was, you get, you know, this was in 2000. It was before. This not, was before. Yes, my my fascination with 9/11 predates all of the tragedy. Not to take away from that that story, but there, like, just to just to express how exciting this is for me. It's fucking big news, man. That that's a story about. This is like the opposite that's a, of 9/11. That's, a, that's another story about like, oh, we finagled the thing and we got free free PlayStations because it's a Sony show. And I told him uh, Abed was going to yeah, play that, a PlayStation. Like, this, oh, is, this is you becoming the Highlander. This is this is. They called me authentic. <laughs> they came to me. I they w- called me an, an inspiration. Do, do you think that was a forum email or that was a that was a handcrafted email? I think that he sat. He was like, well, I've, I've wait, wait. What's his name? Carl Nolay. Yeah, you think Carlos Nolay? You think he sat? He sat down and set pen to paper, and he goes, "Dear Mr. Dan Harmon." Yeah, and his. Family, I'm a big fan of Harmontown. He's the eleventh generation of the family that's been the, that's I been bet. distilling this vodka. So you know, his great great grandpa was writing to like Thomas Edison. <laughs> We, we don't. Hear we you. don't know that. We don't know that. You invented some cool something shit. like that. Yeah, you're the Thomas Edison of our so, day. So, how, what's what's going to happen now? Do we know what the outcome of this will be? He's going to be drinking more Kettle One. No, 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 he won't. He'll be he'll be paying less. Yeah, he'll be I, drinking. I, the I mean, that's the cool thing is that now that this has happened, 
the rest of life is improv. <laughs> like I, I, I become a constellation. That's what happens. I, 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 I join Ursa Major and 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 uh, oh yeah, and we'll Archimedes like, in the yeah. You'd be like, oh, the, you see that thing that looks like a kettle one bottle? That's Dan Harmon. Yeah, he drank himself into the cosmos. <laughs> Is that what you've been trying to do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, like, like, oh, boy, that makes me happy. That is amazing. That is... That's like if Popeye got a letter of recommendation from spinach. <laughs> All right, we just want to let you know, Popeye. It's like, it's like he'd be like, eh, it's about time, you know? Like, um, Wait, so you... Th- you, you're like the Popeye of vodka, is what you're saying? Well, I, it's where I get my strength. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, 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 my family has a relationship with... Uh, what, what, is, what is the... Uh, I'm, I'm imagining, because I've been to the writer's room at Community up at Paramount, and there's, there's always giant Costco-sized bottles of Kettle One there. Uh, Courtesy of my assistant, Spencer. <laughs> oh, well, fuck it. Let's bring him out on that. Spencer, everybody, come on out. Spencer! Yeah. What's, what's up? So I, I saw that email before you did, Dan, uh, about your club ownership or whatever. Alliance membership. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't seem stoked. I mean, I'm not getting any free vodka. Yeah, actually, you are. It's You're getting free vodka. It's my job, like uh, making sure he has steady access to vodka is a huge responsibility of mine. Oh, so you were saying you might be getting made redundant. Because yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he has a concierge service. Like, oh, don't worry about that. That's the same thing. Did like, you get, did you get concierge service? Desk. Well, it says concierge service. What does that really mean? Oh, They'll that. bring you the vodka. That's what that means. You can call them at midnight and be like, I need some fucking vodka. And at 12.05, your doorbell will yeah. ring. You really think that's what well, it Well, yes. yes. Dr- yeah. Drew, Drew Carey had like a, a Budweiser, like that kind of hookup where he said... Budweiser? If, 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 he's Drew Carey. Uh, I guess he is the Budweiser of comedians. At any point... That is not an insult. That I love Drew Carey. He's the, I think he's fucking hilarious. He's the king of beers. I said that because the joke was there, but I think he's hilarious. He's, he's great, but, uh, but if, if at any point Drew Carey uh, picks up a certain, like, calls a number, uh, a truck pulls up at his house with kegs or cases or whatever he wants, like, uh, the, the Budweiser is on the house, like, for, like forever. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you with Kettle One. And I, and you, you only, I, I want that with Vivian Westwood suits. I want, I, 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 I want just, I want, I want, I want a fucking giant black truck to pull up like Knight Rider, and there just be a giant rack of suits, uh, all, all size fifty four UK size, and I just, just, I want them just, like, just, just push it all into my place. Yeah. Huh. I don't know what mine would be. I guess video games. I would take some. Video oh games. man, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> but. Vi- I want to read the Xbox Alliance. All right, Camille. Not to be provo- provocative, but uh, and not to not not to like probe in a, in a, in a weird way. But like, how do you feel about heel popping? I, 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 yeah. <laughs> about what? Heel popping. Oh, I've never been. I I feel like okay. So people talk about fetishes and stuff. I don't have any, but just because I'm still just happy to be there, you know. Like <laughs> I'm 
just like so grateful, genuinely, just to sort of be involved in the process of but, sex. But, 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 but you're ta- that's once you're you're in a room with a naked lady. That's how we all feel. But what is there anything that turns your head and like like makes I've your brain married, spark? I've been married for six years, and I am still will take any part of her that she let me have. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I mean. It, it sounds withholding, but still sexy and Number wonderful. one is the butt. I'm joking. <laughs> Her most precious prize. You know that's what I call it. <laughs> that was an anal sex joke about my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really horrible. For me, for me, like, I, like, like when, when I watch porn, and and I do, of course, uh, as we all must. Yeah. Uh, so somebody's somebody's giving it a, a look. <laughs> Say what? Somebody's watching it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's certainly an industry. Um, here's, here's, I have a couple notes for the porn people. Uh, learn how to fucking hold a camera and then get the girl in the frame. Like, like there's, there's, get the girl in the frame. There's headroom. You had one job. Why, why is there? There's six feet of headroom and I can't see her legs. Yeah. Like, get the gal Focus. in the shot. Here's my other. I don't like it when they when the girl looks in into the camera because that. Bugs, I'm I don't like, know why I, they keep doing that. I don't, because I know not, I'm not there. Because I'm not they're, not, they're not theatrically trained. <laughs> no, but they'll like talk to the camera. Yeah. And I'm like not at my best right now. Like, I don't want to see you. I don't want you to see me like this. And, and I'm also, horrible right to the now. extent that I'm immersed at all, I'm pretending to be the guy. Yeah. So then you're looking. And the weirdest thing is when they. They they do what they're doing to the fella, and then, and then they're <laughs> looking at the camera and going, "Do you like that? You like the way I do that?" I'm like, yeah. "Well, what now? How am I involved? Yeah. I, I, I'm not involved. I, I know I'm who's that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Do I like that? Well, ask him. I, I, well, Jesus I, Christ! I, I, but yeah, I don't, if I didn't I don't, like it, I wouldn't be watching it. I don't want them to ask him because the fuck when the guys talk, it's over. It's fucking over. You don't and want also, the will, will the guys stop putting their fingers in the girls' mouths with you? Can you please stop fish hooking and doing that douchey shit? Well, there's also, a lot of like that weird violence. I, I, I yeah. feel like there's a lot of incredible rampant misogyny in porn. It's like you don't like fucking her, therefore she doesn't like being fucked by you, and now nobody wins. My, the biggest turn on for me in porn is when the gal at least appears, uh, hopefully real, realistically, is enjoying it. That's well, why I like. This is weird, but I go. I if there's like a. Squirting one, I go for that because then I'm like, oh, for sure she's into it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Squirting, squirting's great, but it's always that fucking Cytheria chick who's fucking weird. She's good at it. I don't like when it gets she's on weird. the camera. She's I, weird. This is not. You don't like not, it when a droplet hits the lens because it's like it takes you out of it. Yeah, because it's not like you know, like in video games now when it rains, it gets yeah. on the screen, and then I think of that, and then yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. It's not the act of squirting. I, it's just the idea no. of she wants to be there. Wait, what's amazing about squirting is it's 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 physical, <laughs> empirical evidence that the girl enjoyed herself. That's what, what I like. It's proof. But, you know what I also don't but like? often supported by an on-site special effects crew. I mean, uh, there's an online like. Uh, there is a lot where I'm like, that was. You should be hydrating, cause. <laughs> there's a lot of. Uh, you think so? Yes. This trickery. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort of a stunt. Am yeah. I am I being lied to by the porn industry? Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
But isn't it interesting, we talked about the dichotomy between uh, gay and straight. The other interesting thing is the dichotomy between, which, which, which it's, it's actually remarkable how this threshold has been able to maintain itself in a society which clearly holds nothing sacred anymore in which uh, you, there's network shows called who wants to marry a dwarf or you know who wants to eat <laughs> spider shit for a, yeah. for a, for a, for a chance at a Verizon job I, I, like like we we are in the darkest days possible we we are what what is on our TV is what was on the TV in the background of time bandits like we we are we we have we have gone beyond the pale of Patty Chayefsky's vision and network all the way into just like people hanging upside down over lava and going like, "Are you afraid to die, you dumb bitch?" Okay, five thousand um, dollars. But but we maintain this sexual obsession. I read for that. There's a dichotomy between what we call pornography and what we call reality. When the truth is like like pornography, when you really use that word correctly, everything in our society has become pornography. It's all all for the prurient interest. It's all just garbage. Um, none of it is for the furtherment of the fucking species. So, and yet we are so. It's 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 interesting. And I'm gonna, I'm not going to be cynical about it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is adorable about us that we are so obsessed with sex, so in love with it, and consider it so powerful that we have we still have been able to maintain this schism so that the people that are willing to have sex on camera are, you know, the guy, I'll just talk about the guys because I don't want to, you know, we've had Dana, our friend Dana Diarmada on here and like, like I'm not going to, uh, I, I I don't want to add to the fucking landfill of misogyny that must be rampant in the in the, when you go into, into pornography. So let's just talk about the guys. There's no chance of being politically incorrect about that. Yeah. The dumbest fucking people in the world are the only people that are willing to to do it. Like the guy, like, like the when they improvise their dialogue and, <laughs> and the things that they say to the women yeah. when they're so like 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 you what she's you, she's on the hook. She's willing to have yeah. sex with you on camera. You don't have to. You don't yeah. have to spike that football. <laughs> I always, what are you yeah. saying? I just blush. I'm like, you're. Oh God, no! To me, it's just like, tell her you love her. The theme. <laughs> I mean, it might not be true, but either is the idea of like like slapping the face with your dick and your yeah. Uh, it's just the weird urban inflection. Also, biatch, biatch, biatch. Like, like uh, also, you grew up rich. Can, every, you, can, can everybody? <laughs> Can everybody stop spitting on everything? Like, the, 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 the fucking spitting is fucking... Ugh. Can everything I, stop being, like, fucking crooked and pierced and covered with butterflies? And, like, like, like I, I, what about the poor little 40-year-old guy with a little dick just wants to watch a librarian say, your books are overdue. <laughs> We have to you owe me so out. much money and have the guy like Ron Jeremy or some like troll-like guy that represents me go, but I don't have any money. <laughs> well, but you're going to have to do something because this book is overdue. See, I don't... I don't well, no, whoa, I can't. What are you doing? What are you doing? Refusal of the call. Yeah. My Powerful. Favorite. Powerful. <laughs> Makes 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 a person hard as a diamond. Thresholds, goddesses, atonements with oh, fathers. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take that literally, but but that is Debbie does Dallas. There's a big atonement with the father in there called D- Doing Debbie. Uh, 
I think it's weird to think about how it's the only industry I can think of that could end right now and we would be fine forever because there is so much porn out there. Oh, uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> the worst would be before you die, you have to watch one video for, for the second time. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could watch porn every single yeah. day. Like, if we stop making salt, at some point we're going to be like, we need some fucking salt. You know? <laughs> but with porn, there's always so much porn. Yeah. We've been fucking great at it for so yeah. long. But and porn, now we're but, getting but, weird but, at but it. But porn is something where, like, you, you have that one image, that one video that you can go back to over and over again. That's like, like that one for some reason oh, yeah. is potent. Like, like the, the way they make eye contact or something. I had this weird thing when I was a kid. I had a very, very religious Muslim upbringing, so I found porn, but I would feel like immense amount of guilt, guilt for it. Uh, so I would always watch it, but, but I had to be done before they achieved penetration. Also the fact that I call it achieved. <laughs> <laughs> and done. Suggests how far away outside my reality it was. Xbox Alliance. Yeah. Um, Xbox Alliance. Achievement exactly. unlocked, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so I would watch it, but right before they actually started fucking, I had to like come and be done before that because then I thought that it was that, that then it wasn't a sin. Hmm. I like I, I like when the gals enjoy it. And I want the guy to have a giant dick and not talk. <laughs> Don't talk. You don't like them to talk even if it's not like terrible talk? If, if they talk, it better be fucking interesting and fucking... It, it, it better you want be, them to talk about... My life is in the and yellow leaf. Leon yes. McDuff. Yes. <laughs> you want them to talk yes. about how we don't use words enough while they're fucking alone? Shit. The, 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 the girl says, hopefully you'll let me suck your dick again. And the guy, you just, you just, his voice above the camera goes like, actually, hopefully used as an adverb is being a... <laughs> Uh, misappropriated there if you're uh, saying yeah. that you would like it's, to ho- it's, suck it, my dick full it's, of hope it's, it's so ironic you're eating my pussy it's not ironic it's coincidental <laughs> two titties emerged in a yellow wood <laughs> and I chose the one n- less nibbled on I've been obsessed with the number 911 for many years <laughs> I'll, I'll expound on it while you suck my I balls. used to have dreams of you rubbing my nuts like this and now it's happening <laughs> Spencer let's, let's play some Dungeons and Dragons shall we Yeah, let's do that. Or do you? Or does Spencer want to talk about his debut as a network uh, singer? Oh, actor? fuck yeah. me indeed. Let's talk about that. That's yeah. Better. Going from sex to the polar opposite of sex doesn't seem like a good transition. No, no, no. <laughs> go for it. I don't know. I crave nothing more after sex than uh, Dungeons and Dragons. But well, that's funny because when I play Dungeons and Dragons, I crave nothing more than sex. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's a game. Yeah. That, yeah. I combine D and D with sex because I fuck every goddamn thing I meet. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, uh, we, we, I kind of dropped it on you like a sandbag. Yeah. And I did that because I didn't want you to have to worry about whether or not you were supposed to say yes or no to it. I just wanted you to have the luxury of having it thrust upon you. Yeah, no, it was a really, a really good methodology there. <laughs> when did you do it? When was this? Uh, it was Monday and Wednesday. Oh, was, wow. Uh, my, my days. And without... Uh, d- he was you know, in like f- a total of four scenes, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's a, a like lot. a legitimate like guest star role. That's great. Spencer, like, have you have yeah. you ever done any television, like any acting, learning lines, any theater in school or anything? No, I mean when I was in college, I took a speech class, but you didn't even have to like memorize. So, so uh, what, what was it like for you to get a script, ha- have these lines? Like, uh, what was your process? 
Uh, I vomited a lot. <laughs> did you really? I mean, not like a lot, but you did. <laughs> Little goes a long way with vomit. Yeah, that's 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 my rule when it comes to vomit. Yeah, you did vomit because you were nervous. Yeah, I I I mean, the Harmontown, you know, diehard Harmontown fans will know I feel like shit a lot because a combination of weird anxiety and eating garbage hundred percent of the time. Uh, makes me feel weird. So, like, sometimes when I come to Harmontown, I'm feeling weird. And that's what it is. It's just these two things. So uh, that's that's what was happening. It makes you understand why, uh, you know, famous people are all about uh, health. Because, like, you can't afford not to be healthy if you're vomiting when you're supposed to be in front of the camera. Like, you're fucked, right? Yeah, you can't be sick at all. Yeah. Um, I don't get why. Did you have a good time? How was it? How was it the was experience? like it was really nerve wracking because I mean I don't even talk to people that are near me. <laughs> but like, he was uh, yeah he's d- doing scenes with uh, like I, 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 I'll make arbitrary decisions about what's a spoiler and what's not. But he was he he was doing scenes with uh, Danny Pudi, Allison Brie, and Brie Larson. Like and he was the yeah. fourth and was an equal part of all of these scenes. Oh, that's great! And I can't express enough how. Much I'd like to finish a sentence without being applauded. That's your no. curse. It's like the Midas touch. And no. many, many, many like punchlines. Like 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 I, I I just created a character that was like 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 I did my best to go like, okay, even, it doesn't matter if you are nervous or if you you know, that that it would just be like because you seem unflappable. Like a lot of people cannot handle uh if you, if, you, if you go like, oh, we like you, why don't you stand up on this slightly higher platform because of what we like about you? Well, most of us, like when we step onto that higher platform, we start to become so conscious of 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 the meta context that we actually we kind of can't keep being the version of ourselves that the people value down here. Yeah. But we brought you out of the audience and your dungeon master like brought you on tour. You're in Brooklyn. 400 people are giving you a standing ovation for rolling dice and stuff. And and it's just like so like you're you're kind of unflappable. Maybe you're puking in the bathroom, I guess we're learning, but 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 and I was that's, like that's old though. I mean, I did that at my old jobs and stuff too. But uh, but I was that's very curious your, to see that's because, your process. Because yeah, now you're that. beyond anything that I think I would be willing to do. I don't think I would have been. I, I don't. There on that on the set of Community, there it's it's like 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 just lights and a lot of them and like people hanging from rafters and you're used to it. Like literally in the rafters, like you'll hear someone talking like seven feet above your head. And yeah, you'll be like holy crazy. shit. And hundreds of people in the in the space around you. Everything is an illusion. You, what you see on TV is an apartment, but it is a crowd. It is a town hall meeting surrounding you and three cameras on giant dollies and it, 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 it's I don't know how I don't know how I how, how to what extent I'd be able to act naturally in that environment. And actors have to have a kind of psychosis because they have to know that the camera's there, and they have to act like they don't know it's there. But they also have to act in a way that no one would act in real life because the camera needs them to act a certain way. They yeah. need to keep their chin up. And but but Spencer is kind of a slam dunk for that because he. Uh, like you're you're you we only know you on camera you're on stage and nobody asked you to be uh you're on camera in the documentary nobody asked you to be like your 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 persona is the spencer that we know which is the guy that's like 
Why is everybody looking at me? Yeah, maybe. And, and, but you, you whether you're, like, inwardly you're, you know, you're shitting like a Canadian goose, like we don't know. Uh, like outwardly, you're just being Spencer that we all know and love. Which yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, think- I, I, I can foresee you standing next to like Joaquin Phoenix, like presenting an award, at, like like in two years. <laughs> yeah. I can uh, see that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that that's an important goal, but I think it's I think no, I think it's interesting. That's great. That, I can't uh, wait like, to see it. Spencer, real quick before we play D and D for for a moment, uh, weird fetish. Um, I like it when the clothes are off. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo! <laughs> can I say? One thing about the... What percentage gay do you think Spencer is? Huh? What percentage gay do you think... I'm a zero on the Kinsey scale, I think. Am I getting there right? You're pretty straight, you mean. Yeah. I will say this about myself, is that one of my biggest regrets is going to be that I'll probably die without ever having sucked a penis. Not because... I just feel like it's an experience that so many people have, and I just want to be able to relate to it. And it's never going to happen. I don't want to fuck a dude in the ass. I don't want to get fucked by a dude in the ass. I think most people would let a guy go down on them. I think that's fine. But, but like, sucking a penis is such a specific thing, and I'll never have it. Uh, Camille... You can do anything you want. You know, no, it's, cra- it's crazy to me. Like, and you can see we turn it, the lights it, down it, real quick? In movies and stuff, when you get introduced to... Uh... Oh, oh, come here. Come here. Like in... in, in... <laughs> hey, not bad first time out, huh? What were you saying? I didn't mean to step on that bed. I didn't. I didn't no, 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 it wasn't even. What were you saying? Well, it's just. It's interesting to me. Like I look like a, a gay uh, closeted gay culture in movies. Like like in other words, archetypes where you, where where you uh, in movies and TV when uh, uh, closeted gay men are represented in media. Like the idea that they they pay money for the privilege of, of going down. blowing another dude. Yeah. Which is really profound. And interesting because it's like, oh my God, that's how repressed we are. That a guy, that men who are pigs and who don't care about anything but themselves and like 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 that they could be so fenced in psychologically that they would give money something they don't give to like 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 they're like can I give you fifty dollars? Can I just give you pleasure, another but, guy? But that's, that's really thing, profound to me. I think that's the one thing that is definitely like you, you that's definitely gay. Like if you're having if you're fucking a dude in the ass, you could be like, Oh, this is a woman. If someone's fucking you in the ass, it could be a woman with a strap on. But if you're sucking a penis, you're definitely sucking a penis, you know? Like there's no so I think if if you're someone, that's a very tough stance to take. No jobs are great. <laughs> I think no, no one is with you. Drew Carey's joke is like, you, you know you're gay when you're sucking a guy's dick, but you're thinking about another guy's dick. <laughs> that's gay. That's a kind of, kind of a Budweiser-y joke. Uh, I prefer something more important than that. 
more alliancey, if you will. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I like that, that. It's an alliance. That <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you're like part of NATO now. Yeah. Who? I mean, yeah. I feel like I. I can we get a list of the other people who are currently in the? Alliance? You know, you don't think you don't think they frown on me I like would, humble bragging or bragging or whatever. No, like you, you, you no. they like it, right? You, like, this is what they want. Do you want. think it's tacky? But, like, they're but, like, don't tell them about the alliance. I would, I would, I would venture a guess and say that you'd be disappointed to find out who's also received that email. Seth Green. Yeah. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, Jer- by this time, Jeremy Piven probably has a humanitas. I mean, you get you hang out long enough. I mean, yeah, he's been around a while. Hello, comedy lovers. This episode of Harmontown is brought to you by the good people at Fulton and Rourke. Are, are you talking about Fulton and Rourke? Are those the good people? Those are the best people. Those are the two people. I mean, well, Fulton and Rourke mostly good people. There's two guys there that are a little creepy. Fulton. Well, it's either him or Rourke. In fact, it has to be both of them. He said there's two guys at Fulton and Rourke that are creepy. Certainly not Jessica, the Fulton and Rourke receptionist. Jessica Rourke? Yeah. You you mean the uh, poster child for nepotism and uh, the glass ceiling? Look, let's not get sidetracked. (laughs) We're here to talk about men's fragrance, aren't we? We're here to talk about men's fragrance and grooming. It's a grooming company that specifies... Specifies? It's a grooming company that specializes in solid colognes, mm. shave and shower products, uh. all designed to make getting ready easier and more enjoyable. Their travel-friendly wax-based colognes go anywhere. <laughs> the armpits, the butthole, anywhere. <laughs> I think they mean anywhere on the earth. They actually put one special uh, device called an obesion <laughs> that allows you to really get in there. <laughs> Uh, Fulton Fulton wanted us to tell you that Rourke, bit of a homophobe uh, Plus there's nothing to break or spill And of course they all smell fantastic And let's face it, guys are not famous For smelling fantastic You can use all the help you can get And who to get it from better than old Fulton And, and, and his good and buddy Rourke His good buddy Rourke I don't trust any Rourke that spells his name R-O-A-R-K why not? I don't. It seems like he's hiding something. I'll tell you what he's not hiding: delicious fragrances that come in solid form. Fulton and Rourke's bar soap is designed to exfoliate the skin with or without a washcloth. GQ magazine just named Fulton and Rourke's shave cream the very best on the market today. Try it for yourself at FultonandRourke.com and save 15% off your purchase by using the code FERAL at checkout. Your very first wax-based cologne or salve will come with Spencer, and he will apply it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spencer, we have a little of uh, Fulton and Rourke's solid cologne. Will you uh, treat me? All right. Hold on. Give it to me. Take off your pants. Oh, they're already Spencer's on. putting on one of those Italian Renaissance bird beak masks. He's, he's, this is some eyes, eyes wide shut shit going on here. I'm ready to put the mask on now. Okay, now, now start putting the cologne on me. All right, let me just get my gloves on. Go to SultanandRourke.com right now. Save 50% and Spencer will arrive at your house like a mist. Archibald Fulton here. When I partnered with Nathaniel Rourke in 1971, my goal was simple. 
Provide the world's finest balms, oils, topical ointments, solid and wax-based colognes at a premium price for no discount. <laughs> However, Rourke, Rourke got to me and said, prices shouldn't be premium and there should be a discount. Here's one in your eye, liquid cologne. Nathaniel. Yes? It's me, uh, Archibald. Archibald. Ah, for far too long have we lived under the horrible tyranny of liquid-based colognes and fragrances. When we aren't on safari, replacing animals... We used to be called Fulton and Woke. (laughs) (laughs) But we thought it was too on the nose. Here's something you should put on your nose. Some of our fragrances and, and grooming creams. Put a solid wax cologne right in your sniffer. Our travel-friendly wax-based colognes go anywhere. Plus, there's nothing to break or spill. And, of course, they all smell fantastic. Wait, is that that our arch-rival, Nebuchadnezzar? It's me, (laughs) Carl Ampersand. Oh, Carl Ampersand. Uh, The the hater of quality grooming products for men? No, he's the love of of wax-based colognes that brings Fulton and Rourke together. Oh, He's an ampersand. Oh. I have mixed receptions. <laughs> so, oh, I, I always wondered why we chose ampersand instead of the word and. Yeah. Rourke, Rourke forgets you, my friend. I know. It's part of my existence. Just as surely as Fulton and Rourke's bar soap is designed to exfoliate the skin with or without a washcloth. It exfoliates your skin like sand. Fulton, Rourke, and ampersand. Look, uh, time is short. Let's play a little Let's bit of D and D. Yeah, come on, just uh, just give us a give, give give it to us. Give us a sweet taste, Spencer. I always do. <laughs> I don't get it. Last time on Harmontown, our heroes <laughs> clashed with Admiral Darkstar at the top of his black keep. The Admiral thought the heroes were playing into his hands, but Darkstar had a rude awakening as he realized the shards were nowhere to be found. After yet more disappointment, Krista Berg knocked Admiral Darkstar from his post onto the ground, where he was then sat upon by Mulrain. <laughs> Sharpie cast reduced person on himself and as a miniature man tried to trick the Dark Lord by conjuring a crude figment of what he hoped would be the demonic warlord's mother. When it failed to beguile Darkstar, Sharpie broke out into rap. What did it mean? How did the rap play out in terms of combat time? Was it actually canon? We'll find out tonight. (laughs) And that's it. That's all I got. Dan, should we get uh, should we get Ian? He's here tonight to play Mulrain. You want Ian to play Mulrain? Ian, he's in the pisser. Ian, Ian, get out of the john and come up and play Mulrain for us. Ian, everybody. So yeah, Ian played uh, as Christopher last week. Yeah, I was you last week. How was it? It was hard. It was hard. It was hard. He kicked some ass. He yeah. did kick some ass. He got a lot, a lot of, of he, like nice, some, like good weapons. Really, I've never looked. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps tying a rope to a dagger. Did you know? Did you, know you have Ebola? <laughs> Ebola? <laughs> oh, I don't know how that's a weapon. I give it to other you people. Could, you could weaponize it. You no, know. it's it's Ebola, a weapon. Ebola, like it's you throw it. Like a, oh, it's like a ropey thing. Was it? Was, yeah. <laughs> It has ropes on it. I know you like ropes. Yeah, I'm into ropes. <laughs> it's like a cat of nine tails, kind of. It's like uh, two weights separated by a cord, and you whip one around like a lasso and let it go, and then it'll 
It'll wrap around. Oh, around people's legs yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Like a Kinnikinac. Like superheroes. <laughs> like Batman has a yeah, thing exactly. like that. Yeah. He cool. was the superhero I was thinking of. Okay, so Sp- Spencer, give us the physical layout where, where we're all standing and what we're doing right You're now. You're in a room. It's, it's rather unadorned, except there's a big pillar of black crystal, and uh, on the ground is Admiral Darkstar. He's being sat upon by Mulrain. Um, there's an illusion of a woman... <laughs> Standing nearby. There's, I'm sorry. There's what? An illusion of a woman standing nearby that right. Sharpie had conjured and was talking about buying dicks off. I think she's an older lady, right? She's yeah, definitely older. Someone's mom. Yeah. Is I she... have a wire saw. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, man. There's two pages. I put a lot of thought into these things. You All right. So know. what's going on with Darkstar? He's being sat on. Is he? Is he? Is he? He's uh, not digging it so much. Can I uh, take my wire saw to his head? You can try. <laughs> Admiral Darkstar, we're about to take a wire saw to your head. Do you? Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah. 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 That's good. Hey, do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> He, he has nothing to say. Yeah. All right. You're just saying nothing? Or, yeah. uh, who knows? He's definitely not saying anything. Wait a minute. Do it. You're so... You're, you're, your trademark is your uh, speaking voice, Admiral Darkstar. Speak. I think it's because I'm sitting on him. Maybe I should move. Yeah. No, don't move. Oh. <laughs> it's because he's being sat on. Okay. That's why he's not talking. I, I kiss him. Well, <laughs> you'd have to move more rain. Well, no, I don't. I can bend down and kiss his face. Oh. His face is being sat on. Oh, he's she's <laughs> sitting on his face. I'll, I'll yeah, <laughs> didn't I say that? So how would I? How would I cut his? I could, I guess, sort of sideways, top of his head, cut it like that. I mean, I'd start at the neck. But isn't the neck being sat on? Well, the face is being sat on. I mean, presumably the neck so has a bit can, of can I get exposure. Into a, uh, can I get into a flanking position and, and may, be ready to fuck him? Yes. <laughs> All right. I go to his neck and I start cutting his neck. You start cutting his neck. I say, oh, God. time to get some head. And I start sawing. You, I'm not happy with it. And I say, already am. <laughs> right now? You hear, you hear a pain, like, screaming, muffled, coming through, uh, like, armor and anus. This is awful. What are, we, what, what, are, what are we doing? What are we doing? We want to kill this guy, right? Well, I don't know. Like, what, what, we have already, we've already beaten him. We're cutting his head off surgically. His limbs are flailing it's around. A, it's a little Taliban, sure. <laughs> I I, 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 I stop. I, I have my pa- I have my pants down around my ankles behind him, and I, I look at Sharpie and go, "Wait, wait, wait! Is there, is there a flag in the play? What's going on?" <laughs> well, why why do we not I like stop. this guy? <laughs> because he does stuff like this. I mean, like, what do we, What is the difference he, between he, him and us? He, 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 <laughs> if this is how we beat him, he has he, he has represented evil the entire time we've ever I heard just, his name. He just wanted some shards of power and had some UFOs and stuff. Okay. I keep my pants down around my ankles and I back off and I and I, I give the floor to, to Sharpie. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, I, I stop and I I go. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. And then you Mulrain, go. could you could you get off his face? I just okay. This is a bad. This is a bad get, idea. I get off his face. No, <laughs> we're gonna saw his head off. <laughs> also, Spencer, real quick, could you, could you physically describe uh, Admiral Darkstar right now? Yeah, he looks like he's uh, you know just wearing black armor. He can't see any 
part of him. Well, how, is, what size is he? Is he a regular he's humanoid? He's like six foot tall, and he has a horned helmet and a black cape. Everything's all black and matte. All right, so we all get off him, and we give him some space, because Sharpie wants to have a little coffee clatch with him. <laughs> I, 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 I go, look, we, we can kill you if we want. <laughs> We were cutting your neck off, I mean, we, head off. We, we, we could have done it before you had freedom. I mean, you say those things, I guess. What is he doing? He's just staring at you guys. He pulls himself to his feet. What? No, this stay sitting down. I, I kick him back down. Okay. <laughs> That happens. This is not. This is not an invitation to be equals with us. This is. This is magnanimity. This is. Uh, I mean, do you just want to die? Yes or no? no! <laughs> See, he doesn't want to die. That's how he sounds. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, he has the best. Yeah, he, he sounds like Axl Rose. <laughs> let's just let's just tie him up and. Take him with us on our next adventure. Do you know where you are? What? I'm sorry, what? You're in my keep now. I make the rules. I, you have to understand it doesn't look like that to us. He doesn't respond. We almost cut your head off. We totally could have. So, are, you, are we cool now? If you cut my head off, I'll be more strong than you can imagine! It's a good thing we didn't cut his head off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love Guns N' Roses, so I'm... I'm <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't I've, never, know. I've never just assassinated someone. I don't, like, we've, we've beaten him and we're just supposed to terminate um, his life? I, I, uh, I, I go up to him and I rifle through his uh, pockets. Hey, uh, he stops you. Stops you? Yeah. I grapple him and, and then try to r- wrestle him to the floor. All right. What's your grapple bonus? Uh, grapple bonus? <laughs> I hope it's like 14 or something. That's a very good question. What's my grapple bonus? My grapple... I'm going to call a critical fail a critical fail when I see one. Oh, fuck hell. Yeah, so you go to grab him, and he does this weird judo move like some sort of crazy nerd. And before you know it, you're on your back... And he's like, got- I, had a, I had a plus five grapple bonus. Yeah, I know. That's why I said you need like a fourteen or something. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So now, now he's he's over you, and he's got your arm in like one of those poses when the guy has your arm, and it makes you not able to do stuff. That's oh, yeah. happening. Okay. Sure. Like a some kind of half Nelson or something. Yeah. Oh, when he's got definitely I, I, some. Form I, I, of I do Nelson. the uh, the WWF thing where I slap my shoulder like in, 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 <laughs> in fake pain. I, I scorching ray his face. Okay. <laughs> wait, so cutting his head off is not okay? But I had to wait, like in the movies, for him to try to kill us. He hasn't tried at all to attack us. Well, he's just not very good. Well, he's tried a thousand ways to kill us over the over the years. Dealing twenty damage. Nice. Right. You're scorching, you know, missile, and it hits him in the face, and his his armor begins to glow red with heat. What do you, what do you, his armor starts to glow red with heat. Yeah, because he hit it with a scorching missile. Okay, yeah. so. That'll happen. All right, well, uh, damage report. Happened. I said 20 damage? Okay, 20. yeah, but what, what, what is he, is he dead? No. 
All right. Now, he, he's Admiral Darkstar. All right. I start stomping his face like Robert De Niro in, uh, uh, in any various movies. Yeah, he's, no, he's not on the ground anymore. He's can got we, Quark uh, Can we ask grappled. him to take his helmet off? You could definitely ask him. Well, is it a, is it Mulrain's yeah, turn? It's whoever wants to ask a question. Honestly, turn. I don't I don't want to ask him. I say we just tie his ass up and then we take his helmet. He's off. up and about now. He's got our friend hostage. Let's just kill him. I, I'm sorry I caused an extra epilogue by we, killing we, him. Yeah, I we, didn't we, feel we comfortable right. sitting on a man's face and sawing his head off. <laughs> there's no there's no dignity in that. I, I, I felt uncomfortable doing it. <laughs> I, I go into the corner and start. Uh, I, I take you my shoe off. You're being you're, grappled. You're, you're, oh, yeah. I, I'm being grappled. What am I here for? Okay. <laughs> you go into the corner. Okay. Wh- while I'm being grappled with my right foot, I you start. Th- I start dangling my shoe. <laughs> oh. I, I dip it. Oh. I dangle it. Oh. Couple. Couple. Couple pop, heel pop, pops. Pop that heel. Yeah. Baby. Pop it by heel yeah. pop it. Yeah. Dan, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought I was going full character there. Please do. Um. <laughs> what do we do, guys? I kill take, him! Kill this! Kill guy. him! All right, I take out the wire saw and I go and I, I start sawing his neck off again. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> And I go, and very loudly, I say, uh, this feels familiar. <laughs> so you start wire sawing his head. And uh, he's not doing the same thing as he did last time. In fact, you, you, you start, you get a few strokes in, and his helmet pops off. And you see there's no head inside. It's, it's all crazy, you guys. There's no head? There's a helmet. Of, what? What is there, wires in there? No. <laughs> Yeah, there's confetti. It's happy birthday. No, inside you see billowing black smoke that pours into the room and swirls and begins swirling and continues this swirling into a black dark vortex of powerful magical energy. And you can hear a voice kind of, uh, kind of scream out, I told you. He did tell you. Yeah. I can confirm. That, that you become more powerful than we could possibly imagine? Something like that. I can't go that yeah. far to confirm. God damn it, we shouldn't have... We should have killed him. We shouldn't have. This is like the second yeah. time you've taken off his head and something like this has happened. Right. What? Yeah. I don't even remember the other one. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> he he knows. I think he knows. Episode. Yeah. I, I, I yell out, what do you want from us, Admiral Darkstar? You hear no response, only the roaring vortex of magical power. <laughs> Dispel that shit. <laughs> Shut up. Who, who has? To... <laughs> All right. Does somebody, does somebody have dispel that shit on their character sheet? No. It's a, he might as well be calling out achieve victory. <laughs> Remember, there's black smoke around us. I, I, I cast achieve victory. <laughs> you achieve victory. <laughs> Because he's really just going away, right? I, I wave the smoke around like the a fart. The smoke continues to spin, and it spins downward, kind of like a spiral funnel cloud, and it kind of, you see it go through the ground, and then it disappears. Yeah. So it's kind of like the worst episodes of Lost. Kind of? <laughs> 
But before you can react, you hear a rumbling, followed by a cracking, followed by an explosion of stone from the floor below as you see a metal-clawed hand, maybe about seven feet long, long? seven feet in some dimension, (laughs) smash through the floor. It's a metal claw, and it grabs, it attempts to grab Quark. Uh, it grabs Quark. Oh, not me. And grabs him and begins pulling him towards this stone hole. And it's like, uh, it's, it's anxiety-inducing. It builds tension. Almost like a cliffhanger? Oh, it's a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger! Right. Thank you, wasn't all. Harmontown. Give it up for Ian. Camille Nanciani. Thank you, everyone. Brody Stevens earlier on. Dang it. And all of our lovely Harmonites and Harmonians. I'm Jeff Davis, your mayor. Jan Harmon. I have to go back to the community offices where the writers are waiting for me uh, because we're... We have to finish writing the episode that shoots tomorrow. So if I'm if I'm if I shoot through like an aloof meteor to my car, don't judge me. Well, special Crittenden too, everybody. I meant to hit Xanadu, but my fingers were too fat, and I hit a country song for no reason. So pretend it's Xanadu. I love you all. Good night. <laughs>